Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about the many different benefits that massage can bring to runners. Hi, I'm Dr. Christopher Segler, and thanks for tuning in to the Doc on the Run podcast, where we help you understand how to keep training and running, even if you've been injured. Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we have Tina Dean, who is the owner of Massage Works in Los Gatos, and met her recently, and we started talking about massage and the value of massage with runners and triathletes and those who really train a lot. And we were talking a lot about the many different benefits that massage can bring to runners. And so I thought it would be great to have her on the podcast today just to talk about massage and how runners and triathletes can really use massage as another one of the tools to simply run more, train more, train harder, work out more, build their fitness more with a lower risk of injury. So Tina, welcome to the show. Hey, Chris, thank you so much for having me. It's really great to have you here. I appreciate you coming on the show and taking time out of your schedule. I know you had a really busy day today. And even though you had a really busy day, you're still willing to come on and talk to us about uh, massage and how runners and athletes can use massage to train more and avoid risks of injuries. You know, there's a lot of stuff about massage, I think, people don't understand. But before we get into all the specifics about it, maybe just give us a little bit about your background, education, training, and what it is about working with athletes and massage that really interested you. Hmm. So uh, I've been doing massage therapy for 16 years. um, And I was kind of at a juncture in my life when I was looking for something really good to do um, to help more people. And so massage just kept coming up. And it was something I always A, liked, and was good at you know I was the person that people would be like could you just rub my shoulder like never having known anything about massage back then and so I I started going to this massage school that was local uh, and it was basically a mentorship under this guy named Royal Jacobs who is like a massage genius I feel really, really blessed for the type of education I got because the entire training was in-depth in anatomy and how to find problems and fix problems and make pain go away. So I found that the reason I like working on athletes and people who train really hard is because I like to fix problems. And when people train really hard, they get really good results and notice it really well because they're really pushing their body to a high extreme. So when you tweak something just a little bit to improve it, they really notice the difference. So that really makes it fun. Plus, often they have new and exciting problems on a regular basis, (laughs) 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 which is never boring. But really, it's part of my personality. I'm a bit of a, a bit stubborn. So I won't actually, I'll keep going after something till we figure it out and find the root of the problem. Well, that's a big part of it because a lot of athletes will develop issues that they do take some exploration to figure out. I mean, I actually, when I was heavy into my Ironman training, there was there's one year, I was doing a couple of Ironman races a year, and then there's one year I even did four of them in one year. Wow. And I got this crazy thing with my gluteus medius on one side and it would just completely lock up and it took a lot of massage work to get that thing to finally release and you know and part of it was that I was training all the time but it was an odd thing and uh, it's not a normal thing to have that happen but that's the thing is with athletes you know you can get one thing that kind of gets set off and gets really locked up you know, it's true. We all can develop those things. And a lot of people will say that massage is a tool that athletes should use regularly. You should just have it scheduled. You know, and a lot of us frankly think, well, okay, well, that's just something that professional athletes do. But, you know, it can benefit everyone because these, um, 
these odd things, as you say, that crop up for athletes, they do really help. But even if you don't have some weird gluteus medius thing like I had, there is a real benefit to massage in terms of speeding recovery, right? Like just in terms of, in the simplest sense, there's so much talk now about inflammation reduction, about really maintaining a really healthy diet, maybe even being gluten-free to reduce digestive inflammatory processes and, and doing stuff after your workouts to reduce musculoskeletal inflammation. So maybe you just speak to that a little bit and tell us a little bit about like how it is really, how does massage actually speed the drainage of inflammatory fluid that can impede your recovery? Yeah, so um, massage in that case works mostly through circulation. It improves the circulation. And uh, after you've worked out, you've, you know, you've sent lots of blood to the tissues. Often there's also some sort of adhesion and tightness that is there afterwards, especially if you're doing super strenuous workouts or long workouts. Those muscles are just tense and tight, and by getting those to soften up a little bit and flushing the fluids, um, you're improving the turnover in those muscles and how they recover and how you feel. It's a lot of the pain reduction of that, too, just uh, just getting that turnover and kind of turning down the nervous system a little bit uh, improves the pain level. So people can go yeah. out. But it's one of the interesting things you say about massage being regular on it is I think one of the benefits is the awareness of what's going on in your body, which athletes are usually tuned into anyways, but they could be hyper-focused on certain areas. And, you know, having that that connection of someone actually working throughout your body and being like, oh, this is out of balance here, this muscle's tighter than it was two weeks ago, is an important aspect as well. Right, and that only happens if you have a therapist that you work with consistently, right? Pretty much. I mean, if you were really paying attention the whole time, you might be able to notice yourself, but probably not. Right. Well, so I'm a physician. I think I know a lot about anatomy. I think I know a lot about biomechanics. I think I know a lot about running and everything involved in terms of the physiology of running. However, there is no question that any massage therapist who is working on my back more than a couple of weeks in a row will easily identify all these problem areas that I get in my back as a result of a motorcycle accident from many, many years ago. And and they'll notice the changes in a way that I never could because I can't touch it. It's on my yeah. back, yeah. you know. So I think that there is certainly value in that in terms of finding a, a massage therapist who, who does like work with athletes but who does so consistently and then can work with you as an individual consistently. So you can develop this relationship where you both work together to help advance your training and your activity level. Along those lines, if somebody came up to you and said, hey, what should I do if I live in Pennsylvania and I don't live in California? How could I find somebody like you in my area who really does know how to work with athletes? Like, how do I find a really good massage therapist? Yeah, so that's a good question because it's definitely an issue because um, there's so many large massage schools just kind of churning out... Um, very standard massage people, <laughs> we'll just put it at that, to go fill right. the spas and the massage chains and all that kind of stuff. They need more massage therapists, so they're just not as high a quality. But anyways, right. the best way, I think, always is to ask around. Ask other runners, ask uh, chiropractors, ask, you know, whoever you might be seeing that's in that world, who they see. And, of course, mm -hmm. you really look around on 
you know, Google and websites, you can tell who is really into either one working with athletes because they'll talk about athletes on their website or um, is really into fix it pain and fixing problems. Every once in a while, I'll get someone who comes in to see me and they'll be like, they won't want specific work on issues. And I'm kind mm-hmm. of like, did you read my website? <laughs> right. Because it's all about pain and getting to the root of the problems and getting muscles to release. And so those are the things to look for. There's also um, specific styles of massage people can learn, like uh, myofascial release and trigger point and uh, deep tissue and sports massage. Those are all things to look for because uh, it means that people have training above and beyond kind of a standard massage program. There's a huge range. And just like you mentioned, I mean, there was a patient I did a remote consultation for who was in Thailand and I was talking about physical therapy and there were no like physical therapists where he was in Thailand. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, he lives in Thailand six months a year. And so what about massage? Like, oh, I get a massage for $4 over here. Well, and it's like you can hospital. get a massage for four dollars, but it, it is different than what you do. There's a wide range. Yeah, right? I actually went to so, Thailand to learn Thai massage. You know, again, it's like that just speaks to the whole range of it. And and I've had lots of massages in lots of places. I've gotten them at Ironman races with varied success. I will share one story very briefly, which is sort of my massage horror story. The short story is, you know, I had this motorcycle wreck. My back gets really messed up in the mid thoracic region. And I went in because it was so locked up that it was actually painful. I mean, it was causing lots of pain. And it used to get so painful that I would actually stand in the doorway and grind into the door jam to try to work it loose. And I would get bruises on my back. And I was in one of those phases where it was killing me. So I went to one of the, what do you call them, like massage factories or massage chains or something. I won't name them. Um, I did not write a review on Yelp, although I wish I had in retrospect. And some some days I wish I had. But then clearly this woman that treated me was very young. And I think literally she got out the day before or something. Yet she pretended to be like this evaluation expert. And I went in. I was very clear with her. I was like, look, I separated both of my shoulders when I was racing motorcycles. I messed up my back, herniated disc. This is what I did. This is the problem is I need you to work on this area. And I had a one hour massage. And she basically sat, she like squatted down and like, you know, went side to side as she was looking at me, pretending like she was noticing all kinds of subtleties that, you know, really seemed to matter and said, well, I think we really work on your pecs first. And I was like, well, I don't really care about that, but whatever, you know, I was thinking I'll pretend you're the expert and you know what you're talking about because you are the massage therapist. So I will trust that you, what you're going to do is make, make sense, but I really want you to make sure you work on the stuff on my back. She said, okay. So I lay down on my back, which also is uncomfortable because I separated both of my shoulders and she starts working away and she worked for over an hour. Well, she worked for an hour and on my pecs. And then by the time the hour was up, I was still on my back. She hadn't worked on my back and my right arm was actually completely numb and tingling because it made it significantly worse, not better. And when I got up, I just was, you know, I just said, you know, I really am not happy with this. I mean, you know, I said, truthfully, it's like I am significantly worse than when I came in here. And I actually left there and went to a different place and got a 90 minute massage to fix it. You know, so I wasted whatever. I wasted a hundred dollars in an hour and then I was worse off because I had to get a longer massage at another place. But that is just, you know, that was somebody who horrific story. <laughs> right. So that that again, out of like hundreds of massages, that's happened one time. Yeah. But also it did happen at one of these massage chains where people do not have the highest level of training and are certainly not really adept at working with the subtleties in athletes. And 
I don't think what I had going on that day was subtle, but that is not something that would happen with somebody who has not only the level of training, but also the level of experience that you have. So I think that, you know, experience does matter and training does matter. Although I do have to, so I'll share a story as well. So I have this client who told me this story years after I first started working on her and she was coming to see me for knee pain from running actually. Um, she wasn't a long distance runner, but she was running regularly enough that she was having this pain in her knee. And she came in to see me and I went immediately to work on her quad, her lateral quads and IT bands. And of course it was killing her because it was super tight and it was killing her. But apparently she laid there the entire time is like, this girl doesn't know what she's doing. Why is she working on the outside of my leg? The pain's on the inside of my knee. Why is she doing this? <laughs> this is a waste of my time. Until she got up and the pain was gone. Well, so that's the flip side of it. And that's why, frankly, like when this, you know, person was looking at me, I was like, okay, I'm skeptical, but whatever. Because I know that it is possible. Like, again, you know, she was the massage therapist. And it is possible that even though I think I know what I'm talking about, it's actually not my area, you know. And so I'm not really the expert. Although I do find that athletes are a little bit more tuned into what's going on. And at least if something is, it might actually be your pecs too, but if what's bothering you is your back right away, you got to address that too. My pet peeve yeah. with uh, going to massages, if you tell somebody something hurts and they just barely go over it and then just like finish your full body massage and don't focus on the thing you told them hurts, that yeah. makes me bananas. <laughs> it's a two person in interaction. Right. So it's not like you can just lay on the table and they'll work on you like, you know, somebody polishing the tin woodsman, you know, in the Wizard of Oz. It's a different thing. Obviously, it's your job to fix it. It's your job to to take the information you have from us, you know, figure out what's going on with the athlete and figure out a way to make it better. But it's the runner's job. It's the athlete's job who has the issue to clearly communicate to you what it is that seems to be the most bothersome. Because if you don't really know what the problem is, you know, how can you address what seems to be the biggest issue? It is sometimes a priority thing. You know, if you have a race coming up and your Achilles is hurting, but you also have, you know, shoulder issues, you know, you start with the priority first. That's a good point. So it does change somewhat in terms of the character of massage and type of massage you get, right? So like if I were at an Ironman race and I get uncomfortable on planes, I usually feel worse when I get off the plane. Normally when I fly somewhere, if I just go run five or six miles, I feel way better, but I don't really want to go run five or six miles right before a race. So if I go to the event and get a massage, like if they do a super aggressive, like hard massage to try to work out these adhesions and all that stuff, That's not great for you for racing. So why don't you explain why it is that athletes shouldn't get a super aggressive, you know, really intense deep tissue massage right before an event. So that's kind of what you want is not to get the really deep massage that'll make you sore. Like everyone who's ever had a real deep tissue massage know that it can can hurt and you can be sore afterwards. It's kind of like a workout. Um, You Mm -hmm. do not want that right before a race, just like you wouldn't go do a hard workout that would make you sore. Um, so, but what you can get is more of a circulation and friction and things to warm up the body and increase the circulation. Uh, the other thing is if you get too much deep work, you can actually lose some of the glycogen in the muscle, which anyone who's doing a long race has really worked to make sure is there. So you don't want that to happen either. So it's best to, if you have things that need to be worked out to do it a couple days before, but like you just said, um, well, if you were doing an Ironman, it wouldn't be the case. I'd say you could probably get some serious work on your shoulders done, like your traps and neck and that kind of stuff, and it wouldn't affect you in 
a marathon at least. Perhaps an Ironman okay. might be an issue. And where okay. it's getting lots of circulation and uh, like friction and things to warm up the muscles and just loosen them up beforehand on the legs and the low back and all that kind of stuff. But what about after the race? It definitely makes you feel better. And I believe it really speeds my recovery if I go the day after a race. They usually have these massage tables where you can go get a very brief massage right after the event. I truthfully, I, d- I don't know, like finishing an Ironman, it never feels good to me to have somebody do a massage immediately, like literally 10 minutes after. But the next day, I think it's really valuable. What's the best time after a marathon or a, a triathlon or something? What's the best timing for a, a massage post-event to speed your recovery? It probably depends on each person, like how quickly you recover. It kind of depends on your fitness level. Like you're probably at a point where... The next day you're feeling pretty good and can go get worked on. If you're still super tender and sore the next day, you're probably better off in an ice bath than you <laughs> than you are getting a massage and then maybe going two days later. It's a kind of a pain okay. threshold. Like if it's going to kill you to get worked on, then then you probably want to skip it and just wait till it's a little bit easier. I've worked on people right after like actually the same day as marathons and stuff and and it works and it works for them partly because they're used to it you know they're for those people in particular the massage was part of the training so i've worked through them through the whole training like gotten them through any bumps and sore spots and hang-ups and all that kind of stuff that came up got them ready before it we did one of the warm-up massages and then right afterwards and you know so for them it was a part of the whole process anyway so you could do it at any time really then but would you do something different i mean would you you're not going to do like super aggressive super deep. You know. no again it'll be it'll be lighter to get the you know because the muscles just feel full of fluid too and you're just trying right. to get that to move to get out of there it just i mean it almost feels inflamed and swollen and you want to get that to not feel that way anymore so i mean it's more like draining the lymphatics and just kind of pushing all that fluid out right yeah and just to get the if you know if you can get some of that to go and then get into the muscles and get that to to move out to then you're getting into a good place and then you you know the muscles start to soften the pain starts to ease up and then you're in a good spot okay so one other question i had for you is now, I, I'm definitely guilty of this. So before I even start, I'm going to say, I know that I should know better. But whenever I go get a massage, every time I get a massage, the massage therapist says, and this has been virtually all of them, you know, at a race, you know, not at a race, anything. They'll say, okay, you know, and you know, you need to drink lots of water now because you just had this super aggressive massage. And I always think, yeah, I know that. And then I go to bed. Why don't you explain to us, you know, not just for me, but for everybody, because I cannot be the only person that routinely ignores that advice. So why don't you explain why it's so important to drink water after a massage and how much it will help you if we actually follow that advice? This is the Doc on the Run podcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What's a virtual doctor visit? The idea of not running at all while waiting for my foot to heal was simply depressing. I really needed a second opinion from an expert, someone who specializes in helping runners. What you'll get from Dr. Segler, in my experience, is expert runner and medical care that's individualized for your needs. I'm left with actionable steps to recover from my injury. Dr. Segler is different, and I felt heard, didn't feel patronized, and I felt like he prioritized getting me back to running as soon as possible, as much as I did. I just couldn't see sitting around for six weeks knowing my hard-earned fitness would vanish. I know Dr. Segler is an expert, and I wanted to see him in person. But frankly, I just couldn't afford the cost of a house call. I saved enough money to pay for my next marathon registration. You'll have an appointment with Dr. Segler, whether it's via Skype or on the phone. You can expect, one, he's gonna be on time. 
two, he's gonna be able to spend more time with you than the typical uh, visit in a doctor's office. And both of those are gonna result in a more effective diagnosis and treatment plan for you. I'm a young woman in the Philippines and I hurt my ankle yesterday. I just wanted to say thank you and that it's such a relief to be able to find a website like yours and get some information when I'm in a place with uh, little to no medical care. So I just wanted to call and say thank you. You're awesome. Book a virtual doctor visit and get a second opinion online today. Welcome back to the Doc on the Run podcast. Why it's so important to drink water after a massage and how much it will help you if we actually follow that advice. Well, I think I'm going to totally blow this because actually the research shows that that actually does not matter that much. <laughs> Is that right? Yes. Um, I mean, hey, that's It's good important news. to be hydrated. But uh, right. you are not going to increase any amount of flushing of anything out by drinking a ton of water afterwards. Now, that being said, if you were dehydrated to start with, you're going to be in trouble after a massage, particularly if it's, you know, kind of a deep tissue massage, you're going to feel crummy. Mm. So you do want right. to be normally hydrated. So I think we say that because most people are dehydrated. Okay, so then really, then it sounds like the advice is not necessarily like get up from your massage and drink a gallon of water. But to if you know that you're going to have a massage that day, it's probably actually more helpful for you to hydrate thoroughly throughout the day leading up to the massage. Is that right? But then every, everything in your body is really fluid and everything will really move and you'll really get the flushing you want. You'll get the toxins out and new blood in and your blood will be your blood will move easier. It won't be so thick. I mean, just all of it will work better. What other advice do you have for runners? Like what are the other key points that they need to consider when they're trying? To find a massage therapist. Well, so the other thing I'm going to say, I mean, getting massage is wonderful for all athletes. Like professional athletes get a massage every day. It's crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. So massage is super good for you. But I don't want to discount the fact that you can do a lot of self-massage. I think that is okay. equally important. You can use, there's so many tools in the, there's so many tools now. It actually, I think, speaks to how much pain we're all in. If you go to the sporting goods store or the drugstore, there's like all kinds of self-massage tools. Just get some and try them. You know, we've all done foam rollers and we've all done, you know, different kind of lacrosse balls or whatever. So you can get into some stuff like that. I think having someone with skilled hands working on you is still the best way to go, but definitely you need to be doing some sort of muscle manipulation to really work out some of those loose muscles because stretching just doesn't do it all. Along those lines, I actually really, in retrospect, I wish I had taken a photo of it. One year I was leaving the hotel room, uh, checking out from Ironman Louisville, and they had the um, housekeeping cart on the floor and I was walking past it with my bike, leaving the hotel. And in the garbage can, on the side of the cleaning cart, there were four of those, the stick roller <laughs> massage tools, yeah. four of them that had clearly been accidentally left behind by Ironman triathletes, you know, checking out of the hotel rooms. I'm sure, I'm sure that by the end of the day, the housekeeping staff is like, what in the world are these things, you know, and why are there so many of them in this hotel? Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, I think the massage tool is really useful as well. So I know that there's no substitute for getting a real massage from somebody that knows what they're doing. But so basically my three favorite tools are the stick. Um, so I do have one of those. Um, I certainly take it with me to races. Uh, the second one I actually really like is this plastic thing called a knobble. And it's basically like a handle with a point on it. 
and it you can mm. really grind into stuff to work it loose. And so I actually use that for my gluteus medius. It's basically like makes your thumb a hundred times stronger is what it does. Oh, yeah. And then oh. my third favorite tool is actually the rumble roller. Which is some people just cannot tolerate it. Um, I actually like the black one, but it has it's kind of the same stiffness as a four wheel drive uh, car tire, you know. But man, it really works. Like to grind out the stuff in my back, I've never found anything that works as well as that. It does take some getting used to, I will say that. But what are your favorite tools for self massage? Yeah, so I also have a rumble roller. I really like that. Um, I like uh, balls because you can do more trigger point work. So I have like a massage ball. I just uh, went on vacation and I was on an eight-hour plane ride. And uh, I brought one with me because I get sciatic on one side. And if I stand uh-huh. on that ball and like if my hip and legs started bothering me, I could sit on the ball for a little while and it would just release things and get rid of the get rid of the twitchiness, actually. Uh-huh. It's great. Interesting. So I really you know, like I, those to get into spots. I do house calls, and so I get some issues just because I'm driving all day all over the Bay Area because I see athletes at home. And so I actually keep a lacrosse ball in my car, which I use for that purpose. So what do you like? I mean, is la- lacrosse ball, is it good? Is it too hard? Do you like the trigger point balls? Like, what do you think is the best kind of ball for most people to use? I'm, you know, they sell some that are, you want something that's, it depends on your tolerance too. Because like you, like the rumble roller, some people can't. You can get them. I do like them if they have a little bit of give to them. I use one mm-hmm. that's just called a massage ball. I bought it on some massage site or something, um, okay. massage supply site or something like that. But I, uh, it it is almost the size of like a racquetball, but it's solid black uh-huh. rubber, but it has a tiny bit of give. Okay. Yeah, lacrosse ball doesn't have much give no, to it. I mean, it's solid. it's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit softer than like a pool cue, you know, but, uh, you know, ball, but I guess it's pretty hard. And it's a little bit unforgiving if you have a really locked up spot, I guess. And I think it's a little bigger too, isn't it? It is pretty big, yeah. yeah. So it's about the size of a tennis ball. So it is pretty big. So it's not good for all location. That's the thing. You kind of need a variety because some areas you want smaller things and some you larger are good. Yeah. Someone was recently introducing me uh, how to do... Uh, there's a company called Yoga Tune-Up that actually has tools uh-huh. and videos and all kinds of stuff on how to do this. I don't know much about it, but they have a cool ball called this gorgeous ball and it's actually squishy. And she was oh, teaching me how to do like fascial release using the ball on bare skin. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. For athletes, obviously to get regular massages, I think is better, but to add those in addition to, you know, you're just doing some self massage sort of to get you in between appointments for actual real massage work can be helpful, right? Oh, yeah. So I have a great example of that. So I have someone I have worked on for about 10 years. He's a trainer. I work with him and uh, work with his clients and have worked with him for at least a decade. But anyways, he used to play football and do bodybuilding. The guy was huge. He was a huge project for me. Um, And it was always his legs were tight and then his low back. And for years, we just worked through his legs, worked through his legs. It was a really good workout. Anyways, uh, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. finally, uh, I mean, we got him in really good shape, but not perfect. I mean, he was coming in every week, and there was always stuff to work on. And every couple months, his low back would go out to the point where he'd be in pretty bad pain. I got him using a massa- uh, roller, a foam roller on his legs, and his back has not gone out like that again in like a year. Wow. And then I bought him one of those rumble rollers, and he thinks I'm not very nice because of that. <laughs> but it works, right? He's always like, but I'm so much heavier. It hurts me more. I'm like, you're a big baby. 
<laughs> you know, the thing is, I mean, but that's the thing is that everything is not supposed to be comfortable. You know, after a race, I do an ice bath. So I normally on the way to the hotel or the way home from the race, wherever I'm going to, you know, wherever I'm staying, you know, I buy 10 pounds of ice and I put it in the bathtub, fill it up with water and I sit in it for like 15 minutes. That is not comfortable. It is not fun. The truth is, like, I love training, but when somebody tells me they think mile repeats are fun, they're lying. I was going to say, but doing an Ironman is not easy. There is a significant amount of pain in marathons and Ironmans and at least discomfort. Well, there is in all the training. That's the thing. Is And that's the whole point, is that there's discomfort in all of this stuff. The truth is, is I would rather eat ice cream than kale. But if I want to train and I want to recover, ice cream is not the best thing to you know, add to my smoothie. So, you know, I put kale in instead. It's not because I love the taste of kale. It's because it works for what I wanted to do. And it helps me, I think, to recover and train more. So it's the same thing with massage. So the rumble roller, I won't say it feels good while I'm doing it, but it feels good after. And, you know, and it accomplishes a goal. So, you know, that's part of it is getting these massages, even deep tissue massages that may not, you you may have to hold your breath a couple of times while you're getting worked on, but there's a payoff for that, just like there is with hard workouts. So, you know, yeah, so I know that you have a great practice. I know that your company massage work has been voted best massage in Los Gatos and Silicon Valley multiple times, as well as being voted the best massage therapist, but you only see clients in Los Gatos. Is that right? That is right. Yeah. Yeah. So, So how do people find you? And if somebody is in the Bay Area or in Los Gatos or Silicon Valley or somewhere uh, around the peninsula, like how do they find you? What's the best place to go to get a hold of you? The best place to go is to my website, Massage Works Los Gatos. Uh, You can also Google my name, Tina Dean. It'll direct you all there too. Um, So you can find out more about me on the website. I also have an online scheduler on there. Anyone who does want to try to get in to see me, uh, that's the best way to do that. But even if anyone has questions, just to go on there and send me a question about how to find massage therapists, what to look for, I'm happy to help. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I know you have a lot of information on the site. You even have a lot of information specifically about massage therapy for runners and, you know, and about why that's such a great addition to your training schedule. I know you have a lot of stuff that's really helpful. So we'll put links to your site and particularly to that page on the show notes page. So if you're looking for somebody to do massage in Los Los Gatos, Silicon Valley, anywhere around the Bay Area and you're down in that neck of the woods, then Tina would be the person to see. So we'll make sure those links are available on the website so that they can reach you and get straightened out, so to speak. Yeah, super, Chris. I appreciate that. Thanks for coming on to the show. Any last words of advice for the runners out there? Oh, my pleasure. You know, just listen to your body. Right, and when it screams, it needs help. Go get help, that's, right? That's the thing. Yeah, pain is pain is a message. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate you taking time out of your busy day and out of your schedule just to share all of your knowledge about massage for runners with us today. Uh, thank you. It's my pleasure. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.